What's up, peeps? I'm Matt. And I'm not. You're not. You're correct. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps, two 20-somethings who love talking video games and excitement and Nintendo and nerd stuff. Mike, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Uh, it's a little bit crazy, as it always seems to be, but right now it's the calm before the storm. Um, a lot of new games are on the horizon. I'm very excited to play a lot of them. Yes. So I'm trying to get through the rest of the games I have, but it's been good. It's been good. I'm enjoying the summer. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm similar. It's been good. It's been really good. I've been, um, doing adult things, uh, going to work. Did you finish that resume yet? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. I've been applying to places. Okay. So, it's all, it's all good. good. Anyway, uh, you want to just kind of go right into it? Yeah, let's go for it. So, Mike, what have you been playing? Okay, so I've been playing, uh, two things. So, as you heard on the podcast, I I was playing Susie Striker, and I had picked up Hollow Knight. Um, I kind of... I'm ignoring Mario Tennis Aces' story mode. Not because I don't want to, but I just keep hearing not good things, and I'm like, I like the game, and I'll get through it over time, but if I'm playing it, I'll just play it on your file, and you have most of the levels. So, I'm kind of ignoring that. But uh, last week, I had finished Hollow Knight as in, like, I had beaten the boss and seen the end credits. Now, I knew the game was big, and I knew the game has three endings, not one. So I did a lot of the extra stuff post-game. To try to get this uh, the two special endings, which I did. I was very impressed, I want to say that. Um, I mean, everyone says Hollow Knight's a really good game, but I didn't realize how much stuff there is. Like, I got all the extra content to, to be able to fight the final boss. And the final boss is a nightmare. <laughs> Went through, like, a special area and all that stuff, too. And I beat the game, and I still only had 83% done. Oh my god. Um, and I watched, there's a guy on YouTube who does like a lore video, and it's like 45 minutes of Hollow Knight lore, and I was like, not only was I amazed on how much lore I missed out on, and how much more I appreciate the game for <laughs> it, but I'm also like, he's talking about like, eight bosses I didn't fight. Like, a lot of bosses I didn't fight. And I feel like I should have gone back, if I could play through the game again, I would have, um, there's a map maker early on, who you can buy, like, charms from that you can like, put little symbols on your map to say, like, oh, something's here. And I wish I had done that, because looking at the map again, there are areas that I probably, like, I went into the room, and I filled up the map. It says, like, oh, you've been in this room, but I forgot that there was something there that I couldn't access, which is probably where a lot of these bosses were. But the game's really, really good. They've been talking about the new update that's coming. It's supposed to be, like, the last big content update for it. Oh, cool. And, like, I didn't even touch the, the extra content. I mean, there's a couple bosses that I fought from one of them, but the, uh... The Grim Troop, which is, like, one of the big pieces of DLC. I didn't go anywhere near that. And it's a whole thing. It's, like, a fetch quest, and it's got, like, two or three extra bosses. And they're really, really hard. And it gives you a bunch of cool items and stuff like that. So, like, even this, I dropped 30 hours into this game, and there's still so much that I could do if I want to go back. And that makes me really excited. That is that is really cool. It's always a good thing for a game. Yeah. Yes. Although, one thing I do have to complain about, I have not, like, really complain, but it's it's... When you do the thing to get the final ending... You have to go to a location that you can't access regularly towards the course of the game. There's mm-hmm. like a, It's like a special area. Um, without spoilers. That's what I'm going to say. It's an area that you, you can't enter without something. Okay. When you enter it, it's cool because it's like the one part of the game where the mechanics of like when you die, you, you, yeah, you go turn to a corpse and you have to go find your corpse. Right. Um, that isn't here. So if you die, you just show up back up at like a, at like a respawn. But do you have your stuff? Yes. Okay. So, there's a lot of spikes in this area, and if you fall into spikes, you just, like, respawn close to where you were with one less HP. Interesting. And if you die, you'll go back to the most nearest bench, 
which happens in the regular game, but usually what you have to do is you have to go find your body, where you, it is where you died, fight it, you'll get all your money back, and you have, like, a soul gauge, which lets you use, like, spells and healing, and it's cracked until you find your body, and then you can fill it up whole again. So that part isn't in it, which is good, because there's really no enemies in this area. It's all platforming challenge, which is fun, because at this point in the game, you have dashes and jumps and double jumps and wall climbs, all this cool stuff. But... I understand that indie games like to pay homage to other indie games, but you know what? Can we just say, okay, if I'm trying to make a hard platforming challenge, I'm just done with the buzz sauce, okay? Like, I knew, I was like, well, this is an indie game, because I, I walked to that room and I heard that thing, and I had, <laughs> like, flashbacks to playing Super Meat Boy. I was like, oh my god, more buzz sauce, and they're massive buzz sauce, and the poor little hot little knight, he's dodging all these things, there's so many buzz sauce. I'm like, who would make this location... With this many buzzsaws, you know? <laughs> and it's not even like Meat Boy, where like, when you beat it, you get to watch them all jump at the same time and do them all. <laughs> no, it's just this poor knight just keeps dying and dying and dying, and I feel terrible. Oh, Outside man. of that, though, I really enjoyed every part of the game. That's good. Uh, I definitely think that the the renown and the acclaim it's getting is, is not, like, you know, just flash in the pan. Like, it's a really good game. No, yeah. And... Like, a lot of games that I like that are indie games, the game's made by three people, so that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, only three guys. Team Cherry Games is the three-man team. Very interesting. Um, so it's tripled the strength of the guy who made Stardew Valley. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. Um, I also did a little bit of uh, fun in Pokemon Go. I want to talk about it real fast. Cool, um, cool. There was a community day last weekend. Uh, there was, uh, it was the Squirtle community day. So Squirtles were all over the place. And then on Sunday, and on the day before that, there were a bunch of Articuno raids, and you did some raids with me. Saturday. Saturday. So the Saturdays were the raids, and the Sunday was the Squirtles. Right. So we did the raids together on Saturday, and it was really fun because, like, fun. I haven't had that kind of experience yet in Pokemon Go. We had a big group. We met up with a big group, and we, yeah. we all raided. It was, it was, like, 12 of us. There was, yeah, it was, like, 12 or 13, and it wasn't, like, people we knew or people we, like, WhatsApped or anything. random people yeah. that we chatted with and, and we raided with. There was there was this girl, um, this this kid with his mom, and his mom was playing, and she got the shiny Articuno, and it was so, it was so cool. And she was like, oh, it's shiny! And we're all just like, whoa! And we're all really excited. It was really cool. It was just so much fun, and then the next next day too like my town was like swarmed that park that we go to yeah. swarmed with I'm people sure. and it was like so cool to see that it's, that's the thing about community days is that those like you see them all come out of the cracks they're all there all yep. the people who play pokemon go and it's like well there's um uh trainer tips is a youtube channel that i watch which is a pokemon go vlog yeah and the guy who makes it is a really cool dude and he does all these things where he um just recently, for one of the community days that happened recently, I don't remember if it was Squirtle or the one before that, but he um, had a clip of way back in 2016 when the game first came out. And it was like, what it looks like playing Pokemon Go in 2016. It was those massive crowds of people. And then it was Central Park 2018 Community Day, what it looks like playing Pokemon Go. And there's an even bigger crowd than oh, there was fun. in 2016. And it's like it's not like this fan base is really disappearing. It's just the more dedicated people kind of stepped away oh, from here. it. And no, they're here. No, I'm saying they're dedicated just like Pokemon Pokemon people. Like some people are like, oh, oh no, well, I Pokemon's not cool any- Pokemon Co's not cool anymore. No, there's a dedicated Mike, group I of think people. that was just you. No, well, not just you, but I don't think all dedicated Pokemon people walked away from the game. No, but I would say there were plenty of people who said, oh, I'm kind of over Pokemon Go. Yeah, but that's lame. not just dedicated players. Huh? I mean, dedicated main game Pokemon players. Yes, but I'm sure I wasn't in the complete minority. I'm not saying I was the majority. 
But right. I'm saying I wasn't alone in my... No, you weren't alone. But, but I'm just happy that, that Let's Go's coming out, and it's getting people back into the game, because it's just more people to help me with my Regice raids. I don't think it's all Pokemon Let's Go. Well, I'm sure it helped a lot of lapsed players. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of the features that they've been adding are what's been helping those lapsed players. You know, because they're finally, finally adding those things that they said they were going to add since day one. Now, yeah. like, all this fun stuff is here, and it's like, it's, people, they're making a big deal about it now, but the game has been slowly growing in players oh, since course. the raids happened last year, Yeah, and it's been going up, and now that all of this stuff is happening, they're finally talking about how it's been going Yes, up. but I feel like once we, like, like, I remember people talking about when Pokemon Let's Go announced that not only could you bring Pokemon into Let's Go from your Pokemon Go, but that was the way you get Alolan forms. Right. There was definitely probably a surge of players like, okay, I need to I mean, log in, yeah, no, get I'm my Alolan Exeggutor. I'm, I'm sure, I'm certain. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those people are the only reason. I'm just saying that's another big push. Right. Like, you know, the raids were a big push. And the raids are a lot of fun, actually. I've been, I've been doing a lot of them in New York. Raids are great. Um, and, uh... I keep losing. I'm, I'm 0 for 2. I've beaten two Regi No, you're not losing. You're just yeah, not catching not it. Not catching it. Well, the first one I caught just didn't want to stay in the ball. The one today was just, he was very jumpy. Um, I think I had seven balls, and I think I only hit him and got him in the ball three times, but every time he got out. Uh, speaking of which, slight side note, um, the um, the um, Pokemon Go Fest is this weekend. Yeah. Um, and if we do all the raid challenges, or not raid challenges, but if we do all the the quest challenges that Professor Willow has given us this week, we get shiny Zapdos. Well, not get shiny Zapdos. We won't get it, but he will be available to the, get The same eventually. thing that happened with Articuno. It'll be shiny Zapdos day. Yeah, so there'll be shiny Zapdos. Some Zapdos will be shiny in raids. One they'll in 20. only be Zapdos raids for three hours long, and we can get five extra raid passes. Right. Which, um... The same, it's the same thing as last week, but with Zapdos. Yeah. So look out for that. Instinct. You can't Dude. see me dabbing, but I dab. Dude. Instinct. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. I've been playing one other thing, but I think Matt wants to talk about it. Um, all right. So I've been, I mean, along with Pokemon Go, which I play quite, quite avidly, I have been playing uh, Pocket Rumble some more. I've been playing a little bit by myself to try to figure out the game and just kind of like hone it but it's not I mean, working when you say but... figure out the game do you mean figure out how to dodge the wolf kick because no i mean just play the game wolf kick i mean yeah i still can't beat the cpus i'm like what is wrong with yeah you? I, mean, I feel like the cpus are like they're they're top grade I'm like why can't i play this game <laughs> yeah watching matt i've watched him play one <laughs> cpu and i was like oh yeah well, you're gonna feel cool now so you beat up a cpu that cpu the kicked CPU kicked my him ass just straight out the door i was like all right the worst yeah, part is was playing your character. I know, that was a bummer. But, um, I'm playing that, and I finally finished Sushi Striker. So, tell me about... After okay, the fact. Okay, so, after the fact, I first of all think $50 is way too much to spend on this game. It is... Here's my thing, alright? It was fun for the first couple hours, and the thing is, it's just the same 30 seconds of gameplay again and again and again, but it's broken up with three to five minutes of talking through them. And the story is cute, but there comes a point where I don't need to hear every grunt and every guard that you face talking over and over again. I'm like, I just, there came a point where I was like, I just don't care anymore. Oh, I haven't been reading what the regular normal people guards have said for a very long time. I just, it's, I'm just, this is stupid. I, I've been skipping it. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, oh, here it is. Oh, I'm done. And I was like, all right. And I, and the thing is, 
there's no real changes to the way you play the game. Like, there's no gameplay switches. And it's like, you can make the argument that, you know, Tetris doesn't have that. You know, Puyo Puyo Tetris doesn't really have that. But Sushi Striker is not as good a puzzle as Tetris or Puyo Puyo. I'll agree with that. And it's like, I, d I just... The game isn't good enough to hold my attention for as long as it wants to. I have to... Uh, so so I haven't beaten the game, but I'm on the... According to Matt, I am on the last level. You're very close. So What, what level number are you on? 130-something uh, or other. Very close. Okay, uh, so I'm either at the end or I'm near the end. And I, I kind of feel similarly... It, it's like... I look at the same way I would look at Puyo Puyo Tetris or a game like that. Where this isn't a game that I'm just going to, like, devote my time and say, this is all I'm going to play for the time being. Like, what I was doing is I had I had it in my Switch cartridge port, and I had Hollow Knight. So when I was on the train, if I wanted to fight a boss and be, like, super serious, I'll play some Hollow Knight. But if I wanted to relax, not really think, and get some progress, I'd play Sushi Striker. Right. I think it does start to wear out as welcome over time. But I also, I, I'm not as burnt out about it as you are, even though I'm at the end of the game. But I also took, like, a three-week break from it. Like, I just didn't really play it. And I think... I mean, I didn't play it at all. I played, like, maybe a couple levels a night. Yeah. It's it's a game that I I don't feel, feel like people should rush through, you know? Because well, I feel like if you rush through the game, it will lose... But, like, I didn't rush through it. I played maybe three or four levels a day. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't even think you need to play it every day. Like, I, I mean, mean, no, but, like... If, wait a minute, if you can't play a game without it getting bad, then it's a bad game. Well, it's not bad, it's just repetitive. It's the same yes. way that I can't play, I cannot play Tetris day after day after day. Well, no, but, and I'm not saying, like, Puyo Puyo Tetris is much better with its campaign, but I, I would Great. say... that's a campaign. Yes, yeah, it's, it's got a really funny campaign, actually. Wait, have you played this game? I thought... I haven't played it, but I've seen walkthroughs of the oh, campaign, okay. so okay. I can't speak to the gameplay, but right. the story is very cute. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, the game's good because... And you just played it wrong. That's not right. what I'm trying to say. I think w how you approach a game like this is very dependent on how much you'll be able to enjoy it. Because it's trying to put so much emphasis on a story. Like, if this was just a game like like a... Not Candy Crush, but in that kind of way. They're just like, you know, you just, you just play the game and it's just like level after level after level. And, like, there's... You know, there are a couple different styles of game mode, you know. By the end of the game, you have actually a couple. You know, there's the ones with there's the ones with bombs that you have to, like, you know, you get to a certain uh, number stack to break. Otherwise, you'll take damage. There's the ones with, like, the lightning bolts in the middle lane that they'll switch color and you have to hit them when they're your color. Otherwise, you lose right. um, the, the wasabi levels where if you get wasabi, you get, like, penalized. But, okay, the thing about those... Oh, I hate the wasabi levels. Oh, no, I'm not saying just a Rosabi level. I'm saying all of those. is the. It's got the same player gameplay with a slightly different effect. Yes. And what I, I'm just saying is there's no real change throughout the whole game. Oh, yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm saying if we were playing a game and it was just like... Like, one thing I've enjoyed about The Last World is that now that you have all these different modes, there's those modes and there's a couple other ones. There's, like, one with a cannon. There's one with the, the paper plates with the really tiny plates. Mm -hmm. Um... There are a bunch of different, like, things to keep it at least somewhat fresh. Like, the last world I'm enjoying because most of the levels... None of the levels are, like, just the same exact thing as the level before it. You know, like, it'll be... Okay, this one's the bomb one. Okay, this one's a wasabi one. Okay, this one's a bomb one, but it's uh, one of those, like, mono-facing lanes where, like, all three lanes go in one direction. And it was just keeping it lively enough that if I had this on my phone and I was just playing on my phone and these were the kinds of different levels I'd do, I could see me playing this as a mobile game on the train from time to time. 
because it has this, like, we have a story mode, and there's RPG elements and all that stuff, I feel like that almost hurts it, despite it being, like, supposed to be like, well, no, we're more than just a puzzle game because of these things. Where, like, I feel like you're like, let me play through this game and get invested and do the story, but those things are cute, but not well, good. No, and, and that's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm what are you saying, saying? that... It's, it's really just the game, honestly. It's like it, it's a very good concept, but have you seen the movie A Quiet Place? No. The, it's a great idea. Great idea for a movie. Like you, the you premise? Know the, you know I do the know premise, the premise, right? yeah. The premise is, you know, you have to be quiet, otherwise these monsters will kill you. And it's a very good premise for a horror movie, but everything that happens in the movie happens just so they can have it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just so they could have something interesting happen in the movie. Like, there's no way that all of these specific things would happen in the same night at the same time. It's just yes. ridiculous. It's like, all right, come on. So, I didn't think the movie was as great as everybody else did. But I think that the sim- a similar thing could be said for Sushi Striker, where it is a great concept. Yes. But it's not necessarily fleshed out in all the ways that it could have been. That, that I can agree with. I th- I, um... And it's I don't, it's not that I'm playing it too much. It's just that like, the game itself is repetitive, and after a while, you see all of its tricks. You know, Agreed. there comes a point, which came about halfway through the game for me, where I'm like, I've seen all there is to see with the gameplay itself. Yeah. And I personally, I do think that in 2018, one of the most important things about a game is its narrative. But what is more important than the narrative is the gameplay. You know, if the gameplay isn't good, it's not going to grasp the player and the player's not going to care. Yeah. And I think that's the issue with Sushi Striker. I I can see what you're saying with that. I feel that because it's a simple puzzle game, they want to put these RPG elements in the story and like these collect-a-thons with like these characters to to say, you know, to kind of keep people's interest, but those things weren't good enough really either. And the thing is, the thing is, you know, you could take that and you could be like, all right, whatever, it's it's the campaign to a puzzle game. Like, big deal. But you can't do that with Sushi Striker because that is the game. Yeah. You know, like, you can't even play split screen. You know, you can't even play couch co-op. You can't, well, you can, but someone's up top and you can't use different oh, sushi sprites. All right. Okay. So it's, 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 but it's but only limited. on Switch. It's limited. Yeah, Excuse limited, me. limited multiplayer between one console, which kind of bummed me out. It's when like, I found yeah, out. it's like, we never even played together. No, we haven't even played together. Be- and it's honestly not because I don't want to. It, I definitely do want to, but I don't want to figure out how the online works to do this. And, and there's I don't no want... leaderboards either, now that I think about it. Really? Are there? I don't know. I haven't played an online match. I n- Not just with online matches, but high scores in general. Like, what is the thing that keeps you coming back to games like Tetris? You know, you want to get as, big, bet, a, as good of a score as you possibly can. Yeah. And the thing about Sushi Striker is each level has those star things. Yeah, the and three stars. The, and the, the S's are a joke to get if you're using the black belt. So it's not even like you really have to try yeah. as long as you have the black belt on. And then some of those stars are so ridiculous that I don't care. Yeah, I was... If you remember, I was getting all the stars I could. Um, and after the third world near the end, there was just a couple levels I couldn't... I just... It was like, gain a, a very large amount of health. And the Sushi Sprites I was using... One of them was, was the main one, Jinrai, which everybody starts with. I, mean, how uh, can, how, I think I'd feel morally bad if I switched Jinrai out of my party. Yeah, that would be wrong. <laughs> and then I had um, the one, the and this both of these guys are actually from the first world, so I don't feel bad saying anything. The one guy is um, the the Electro Zap, so you're, when you use him for a short amount of time, your plates do extra damage. And then the other guy I used was Sweet's Paradise, which was the turns your, your tray, your, all your lanes into uh, 
desserts, which you could just tap A and E. And I was using that, and I switched my 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 electros out to a different other healing thing, and couldn't get both of them to get enough health. And I was like, "Oh, I'm done with this." <laughs> All right, we've um we've been hashing on this um sushi circuit thing for quite a while, so I'll, okay, I'll wrap it up with this one thing: is that there is a YouTuber that I watch who I really like called Beat 'Em Ups. Yeah, and he and his sushi circuit review, he was saying how um it's fifty dollars on the Switch. It's $40 on the 3DS. There are games that indies, indie companies are making for $30 or less that are better and bigger. Like, bigger content-wise yeah. than this game. There is no reason why Nintendo needs to charge the amount of money they do for Sushi Striker. Yes. I would agree that it's a little overpriced. I think the reason it's priced the way it is is just because of its Nintendo because, price yeah, memory. Exactly. And But I don't think that's a good reason. But, like, I think that's... The, now, this is... Leaving Sushi Strike itself and just going forward as a whole, I think the more... If Nintendo kind of crutches on that too much in the future, that could come back to bite them. Yes, but even like, but looking at Captain Toad, Captain Toad's only $40. I know. I mean, I think that's fine for Captain yeah. Toad. Especially if you've never played Captain Toad before. Yeah. That is... Like, Captain Toad is worth that, yeah. in my opinion. And uh, Sonic Mania Plus, the physical cartridge, that's only $30. Yep. Which is like, you know... But that's not Nintendo. No, it's not. But I, I'm saying that people are at least a little bit... Becoming a little bit more willing. You're seeing... Well, right, but I mean, I'm saying like specifically... Oh, specifically Nintendo. for Nintendo's sake? Okay. Yeah, this game wasn't... I'm happy I played it. I am also happy that I played it. I, I enjoyed the game. I'm like... I'm not sad it's over. And I probably wouldn't pick it up again unless I was like... Let me just play... Like, just go to like one of the last levels and play a couple levels of Sushi Striker for like an hour... And then say I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's not a purchase I regret, but I don't think I would say to somebody, they're like, hey, I just bought a Switch, you know, and I like puzzle games. What should I buy? I think I would probably point them first to Puyo Puyo Tetris because right now you can buy that game for like $20. And that's a reasonable price for that kind of game. I'm not saying that puzzle games are innately worth less money, but right. I don't think Sushi Striker is worth the $50 price tag. And I think Puyo Puyo Tetris is worth at least $20. I so. think, like, yeah, but, I mean, with that, I think you can make a puzzle game worth $60. Oh, of course. But, I mean, you've got to do something with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I but, feel like this was just something, I mean, yeah, I remember also, this was supposed to just be a 3DS game, and if this was just a 3DS game, I think my opinions would be wildly different. I, you know, I, I do think my opinion would be a little different with a 3DS Because, game. like, a, a light 3DS game with, you know, not so much content, but a very simple premise that you could easily play on the go on a 3DS, mm-hmm. that sure sounds like something I'd be like, yeah, it was cool, you should buy it. You know, so, $35, $40. Right. But... In the end, I would probably give the game itself a 6 out of 10, and I would give the concept or the idea an 8 out of 10. You know, I feel like I think it's fun. I haven't tried it yet, but I think it would be fun to play with somebody else. Agreed. And I think if you got really into like playing online and like figuring out like which yeah. sushi sprites are the best and like what playstyle works best for you, I think that would be good because even near the end of the game, I'd kind of figured out my playstyle, which is I use Jinrai, I use that same that same Electro Zap one, and I have something that does the exact same thing, but instead of dealing extra damage, it gives you life steal. So. My entire plan is, like, throw away all my cheap plates until I have, like, five stacks of, like, 20-plus plates. Use both of them, and that's just, like, one alpha strike. Usually, everyone goes down in that one hit. And that's fun. But I'm curious if I was playing against another human. Would that be better? Would that be worse? But, I don't know. For this much money, I don't know if I care enough. Yeah, 
uh, I've, I said it when we first reviewed the game. I'll say it again. If you if you have to get Sushi Striker, get on the 3DS if you have one. Yeah. And play the demo. And play the demo. Definitely play the demo. Because that's, be like, could that's be, what you're in for. Be like, could I play 120 more levels of this? If you say yes, which I, I did. And I, I still think I, I, I was worth it to do so. Then yeah, buy it. But exactly. don't. But if you were like the first, oh, this seems fine. But I'm interested to see what this game has to offer. No, it it has things to offer, but nothing that's like worth it enough for me to be like, yeah, that's why you need to buy. You, you don't you don't haven't lived until you played the the paper plates one with my favorite character. Like you know. <laughs> mm. Well, anyway, uh, that's gone on quite a while. Well, um, I mean, it's like it's like a it's like a quick review. Yeah, it's a quick, quick, quick 25 minute review. It's not often that me and Matt both play and complete the same game, especially within yeah, the like, same time yeah, frame. Yeah, a remotely same time frame. So, we have to do that. Maybe I'll have him with Octopath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to be yelling about that one for the next year. Anyway, um, Indie Spotlights. <laughs> oh, the, the light bulb and the spotlights out. Sorry, we'll have it, we'll have it next week. Quick news and updates. Sure. So first up for the news yes. is the Pearl and Marina amiibo gear has been shown off, and if you've ever wanted to play as Pearl and Marina in the game, now you can. Well, essentially. Essentially. I mean, you can actually, but you you get all of their gear. Yeah. And you look almost exactly like them. You like cosplaying as them. You know, you have like the big necklaces and the and the sweater for for Pearl, and you have like that that zip up uh, vest thing the that thing. Marina's wearing. You have their costumes. Yeah. I. Think that's super cool. Doesn't make me want the amiibo anymore. And I mean, you know how much I love Splatoon. I'm really controlling myself. Not yeah, I'm a, I'm pretty impressed because I have them. <laughs> I know <laughs> they're on the way to my house right now. Um, if they did this for the Squid Sisters, I would die. What, like, so you could have their gear? Yeah, so I could I could dress up like Callie, as weird as that sounds. No, it, it's okay. <laughs> I, I play a girl Inkling. I've always played a girl Inkling from the first day. No, well, yeah. I mean, like, I would I would definitely. I mean, I have the... the you have the link. Amiibos. I, yeah, I have the Amiibo for the, the Squid Sisters, and I would love to be able to play as Callie. Cause cool. I love Callie. All right, but that's... Yeah, it's cool. That's it. It's cool, yeah. It's only... Yeah. Um, so Octopath Traveler is coming out tomorrow. We're filming... Or, we're not filming. We're recording this on uh, July 12th. The reviews are starting to come in. It looks pretty good. Uh, they say just kind of push through the first hour, uh, 10 hours of grinding, because it's kind of like... 10 hours of grinding. From what it sounds like, the game isn't like a traditional RPG where you're going to pick one character and go through their story and collect everyone else along the way. It's very episodic. So like if I choose Primrose first, I'll do chapter one of Primrose's story. And then chapter two of Primrose's story requires me to be like level 20, but I'm only level five. So it recommends that you go and you can take Primrose and bring her into the other characters first chapter. Interesting. So it's like eight shorter, from what I understand, eight shorter stories that you can play in chapters going So, up. okay, so this might not make sense to you. Do you. How much do you know Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep? Uh, nothing. D okay, so there are three characters. There's three storylines in Birth by Sleep mm -hmm. uh, for the three main characters of the game, and they're all about 15 to 20 hours, which is short for a Kingdom Hearts game. It is, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but, I mean, you add it all up, and it's, it's a big, long Kingdom Hearts game. But anyway... Um, and the way you do it is you're supposed to play through is Terra, and then Ventus, and then Aqua. That's the recommended way, but you can do it in whatever order you choose. But the third time that I played through Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, I 
decided that I would go through as Terra and I'd finish one world and then I'd stop and I'd play as Ventus and I'd do a world and then I'd play as Aqua through and do finish a world and then I'd just do it like that and build it up like So building up like building. Right. Like a wall. Are you saying that that's the way I could play Octopath? Yes. Octopath. That's cool to me. That's but there's really also, cool it seems like there's an overworld area with lots of side quests. So it's not like, okay, I'm in chapter one. Now I have finished chapter. I'm moving to chapter oh, one okay. of this. Okay. Like you have to travel to those places and there's things in between in side quests. I'm really excited that for is, I would. I would really like to play it like that. Yeah. I, I'm kind of bummed. So it comes out tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. And I ordered the special edition online. So I don't know when it's coming to my house, but this weekend I'm going on like a short vacation. So I'll be gone all weekend. So I'll be playing Captain Toad's and I'll be like, this isn't well, I mean, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I, I can't pick up the game until at Sunday at the earliest just because I'll be away. Oh, yeah? Oh, you're going away too. I'm going to Warp Tour. Really? Yeah. Remember? I didn't know that. No, you never told me that. I didn't? No. Oh. You're going to Warp Tour this weekend. I am. Well, I guess I'm not missing out on anything by leaving going to the shark. I guess not. All right. All right. All right, back to the podcast. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll be playing Captain Toad, and, and I'm sure I'll, I, I'm so excited to play Captain Toad. Like, I'm, like, actually really excited to play Captain Toad. You should be. It's, it's amazing. But, but yeah, I'm even more Talk about good puzzle games. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, um, you, you'll be hearing more about Octopath from me, I swear. And uh, probably me. Yes. Uh, next one, can I, can I, can I, uh, no, wait, you talk, you talk. The, 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 the Kirby Star Allies pack is coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. July 27th. July 27th. It's got everyone's favorite character. My favorite little artsy girl. Oh God, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna do it? No, you can do it. No, you can do no, it. No, you can do it. Amelia, no, Adeline. I can do it. Adeline. Adeline and Ribbon. So if you played Kirby sixty four as a child like I did, this is a big deal. Adeline's like super cute, and she has this cute little paintbrush, and she draws things. And Ribbon is the fairy in that game that Kirby's trying to help and collect the crystal shards for. And she's basically like her way of flying around because all we the characters. We all fly. knew they were coming. Like that—that that was the one friend that everybody. They were like, "Oh, come on, come on! You got to give us Adeline." Exactly. And to give us Ribbon too makes me really happy because I didn't expect to see. Yeah, I didn't expect that either. That's but super Adeline cool. and Ribbon. Like, mm. I hope they like come back into like the general consensus of good characters to bring back in Kirby games because I really like them. <sighs> I like that too. You know, people don't like think about it, but the continuity to Kirby is like there. There is that yeah, butterfly is like pretty, a, a uh, pretty legit continuous. continuity to Kirby. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I hope this isn't the last friend pack. I, I'd expect one more. I I would too. I want um oh, the name again is slipped my mind, but there is this rainbow fairy thing in Rainbow Curse okay. on the Wii U that I think would be really cool to have. Oh, let's get Prince Fluff up in here. Prince Fluff, would yo, be awesome. Prince Fluff. Uh, I know you didn't play it, but Susie from Planet Robobot would be really cool. Okay. I, I, yeah, I did not play Planet Robobot. Not um, out of not, not out of like not wanting to, but. You know, if they wanted to, just for fun, as, like, the final friend ally, they could put Kirby in mech suit <laughs> as a friend. I would die. Yes. I would buy the game again if it meant I could play through it as Kirby in the mech suit. God, but you didn't sell it, though, did you? What? You didn't sell no, it. No, I just mean oh, I, okay. would, I would. If you I would, had to, I would buy it If you had to buy it a second time, you would. Okay. <laughs> uh, why would I sell a Kirby game? I, got, I, I don't <laughs> know. That's why I got nervous. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. This next one is also kind of exciting. So uh, Nintendo of Japan, I believe, or Creatures of Japan, the Pokemon company, uh, announced that they are making plushies for Pokemon that are going to be out in uh, a couple of them in June and later in November of the original 150. One. All 151. Every single one, which means that I can have my dream of having a plush Tauros, a plush Nidoking. Wait, Mike, hold up. Hold up one second. Hello? It's your bank. 
Oh, okay. Okay, I'll tell them. They want to know why you just spent $1,510. Don't worry. I had to explain to my girlfriend that I couldn't do that already. Right. <laughs> I'm just really excited because there's a lot of cute little Pokemon that don't get a lot of love. And like like Tauros. Like, I really like Tauros. Tauros gets love. I mean, yeah, but he doesn't get... He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't get, like, merch, you know? Right. Like, the other day, like, I just... <gasps> I just bought a bag. Uh, you actually saw it, that like canvas bag that I just bought. Right. I'm trying to get some pins to put on it, and I'm probably gonna go to the uh, the, the Pokemon store in New York to to buy a couple pins because there's these really cute Ditto pins that I want. And uh, I was looking for Reggie pins, like Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel. They don't get pins. My other favorite Pokemon is Carnivine. He gets nothing. You know. Well, I mean, he's most he's not like most people's first pick for a Pokemon. No, and that's okay. But that's why I'm saying I'm excited because like there are plenty of Pokemon that aren't people's first pick. I think there are probably someone out there. Who thinks, like, Execute is the cutest little thing. Or, like, they really like Chansey. Or Pinsir. Or, you know, there's so many, like... Now, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to stop at this. But, or when Let's Go Johto comes out. Because you know Let's Go... Oh, it's coming. ...is gonna do amazing. It's gonna happen. I wonder if, if Let's Go Johto is going to bring in all 100... Additional... Johto plushies. I think there's a good chance of that. And I, but I mean, I want, like, Johto I could see, because Johto's pretty well known. I wonder if they would continue that, though, for Hoenn, and then skip Gen 4, because who the hell cares about, oh, fuck. And then skip Gen 4, because who the... And then skip Gen 4, because who cares about Gen 4, because Matt keeps cursing on the podcast. I just cut, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I, I believe it for Gen 3, I don't know if I'd keep going, but still. Uh, listen, I love plushies, listen, so if it's I, if I could get... A plush team of my Unova team. I would be a happy canister. Yeah, I imagine you would be. It would. That yeah. was my thing. I told Mike, you know, I'm probably not. I'm probably gonna do my best to not dabble too much into these plushies just for the sake of money. But I'm probably says the man with like 80 amiibo. You know what? No one asked your opinion, Mike. No, they didn't. But I have a podcast where I can broadcast it. <laughs> so. I, what I was saying is I'm probably going to buy the six plushies of my final team that I beat the Elite for. And that's a cute idea. I like that. But you can't buy a Magikarp plushie. Why not? You're going to finish the game with a Magikarp? Yeah, I'm not. I regret my decision. You're, oh, are you challenging me? Yeah, I'll challenge you. Beat the game with a Magikarp. All right. I'm going to maybe the second time through, but I will beat the game with a Magikarp. All righty. All righty. Anyway, uh, now that we're on the, the the topic of Pokemon, you want to go to the rest of our Pokemon news? Yeah, so there's actually a couple quick things. Um, first one's real real quick. Um, Funko has gotten its filthy, grubby hands on the Pokemon license. Whoop! There is a Pokemon Pikachu Funko Pop coming exclusively to Target. Um, exclusively to Target? I didn't hear this. Yeah, I I, mean, I I guess I'm excited. Like, okay, people like Do Funko I figures. Funko? I have that Spider-Man Funko keychain that you and your girlfriend got me. Yeah, and isn't it cute? It is cute. It is cute. But I just hope that, like, it's not like I don't want it to do well, but I also don't want, like, in addition to, like, the unholy army of Funko boxes at every game store and GameStop ever, um, to add, like, you know, 80 Pokemon <laughs> to that. I mean, like, it's not like it's affecting you, you know what I mean? Like, No, it's not, but, like, one day we're gonna wake up and Funko's gonna realize that nobody really cares anymore. And the entire business is going to crumble. Well, sadly, that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> Amazingly. Um, uh, Pokemon Let's Go got a trailer. Yes. And a whole bunch of information dump. Yeah, so there's a lot of cute things. Uh, one of the things I like to, I like that was really cool is they showed a couple of the more Pokemon you can ride, like Charizard or Arcanine, which looks cute. You can ride an Arcanine, that's yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, there's trading locally and online, which I thought was cool. That is cool. 
They show a little bit more of like the the, the map, which is, just looks like old Kanto. Yeah, it just looks for like those who are asking, by the way, because the first thing I did is look is that um in in the uh, in the town where uh, Lieutenant Surge is the third the third game the mm-hmm. third town the third gym. In the first game, there was a mod shop building a house with a man, and uh, can confirm in this game, house still ain't built. They're still. If you building. look on the map, it's still a. The first thing land. that I noticed is those those islands, in Fire Red and Leaf Green. What the Sevi Islands? Yeah, not there. Yeah, not there. Bum me out, but uh, I still think there's a chance because know. the Sevi Islands weren't on the map in that game either. They were a separate thing. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, do you think there will be any new areas? I would be surprised if they put any new areas in, just because that game has so many. Like, there's a huge path in that game. Like, if you if you walk down from uh, Sap Lavender Town, if you walk down from Lavender Town. Right. There's like a long path along like a like along the the eastern edge of the game that you can completely ignore. You never need to go down that path. There are so many trainers and there's a lot of grinding there. And I'm like, they have this huge space that they don't do anything with. They could just put something else there. Well, I mean, they also said that the map is almost identical to the original yellow. Mm. So I wonder. Then I, I doubt wonder, new areas. Exactly. But I wonder if something additional. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and we know it. we're not going to Johto. Like, that's because for unless, yeah. unless they're lying to us, I honestly don't think they are. I don't think they are. Like, they said, like that, that, they, they said it so early after the announcement that made me think they're like, just don't, don't get your exactly. hopes up and get angry at us. Like, come on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm still excited. There's two other things about the trailer that came out that I want to talk about before you talk about, like, um, the region exclusive or the copy Version exclusives. Um, is one... There's one shot where you're, the trainer is grabbing the ball uh, at Professor Oaks when you choose your starter. Yeah, the center there's ball. There's three balls. Yes, but it's Pikachu. What's in that third ball? Because uh, oh, you I... know there's an Eevee and a Pikachu in two of them. Well, I, I part of me thinks that it's just that's the starters and it's like, you know, like in, in Pokemon Yellow, you went to Professor Oaks' lab and where the three balls are, there was only one. And he's like, oh, this is the only Pokemon I have left. It's right. a Pikachu. I think they might just do the three for nostalgia's sake, and you probably can only pick the center one. No, but then you know that your, first of all, friendly rival is going to come up and grab the other one, and that's going to be Eevee, and there's going to be a lone ball there. And you think, what, you think that's the new one? I do think it's the new one. You think that's the new one? I do think it's the new one. I, 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 like the, I like the idea of that, but I feel like they also could have just been like, well, you're going to pick the center Pokemon. I heard recently that um, it was originally in the plan for um, the original Pokemon games to battle P- Professor Oak. Yeah, no, there's coding in the game. He has, like, 12 Pokemon. 12 Pokemon? Yeah, he's got more Pokemon than you're supposed to be able to Oh, my... Oh, you know, that would be Professor Oak. Yeah. But, um, you know, what if what if that's Professor Oak's starter? I would like that. That'd I would love to... I hope they put him fighting Professor Oak, because that was always something like a cool idea that never happened. Uh, it happened for Kukui. For, f- never happened for Oak. No, but, I mean, like, that's... That's what I'm saying. It's cool you fought a professor. Anyway. Oh, I agree. I want to see more fighting of professors. Right, yeah. I, I, I want to beat up those professors. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's not the right time to use that here. It's not the <laughs> time to use you here. Take my Gyarados. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Well, yeah, a couple of... Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, version exclusives. They did announce at least three of them. Um, these are Pokemon that were version exclusive in the, last, in the original games, too, I believe. Um, Vulpix and Growlithe, Vulpix being in Eevee, Growlithe being in, uh, Pikachu, uh, Oddish and Bellsprout, Bellsprout's in, in, uh, Bellsprout's in, sorry, I can't remember, Bellsprout's in Eevee, you don't have it in front of us, um, and Oddish is in Pikachu, and the last one is, 
Meowth and Sans and Sh- Sandshrew. Sandshrew is only in Pikachu, and Meowth is only in uh, Eevee. Those are the only three that they had given us in the uh, the little bit we got. I'm assuming probably maybe an Ekans or Coughing split, um, but I don't remember um, if those were know. actually I mean, done that three way. Three is quite a bit. Ah, you know, I mean, I feel like that's the usual. Yeah, I'd say if if anything, one or two more. I, I can't remember the version exclusives in in uh, Red and Blue suddenly. I think Ekans and Coughing were a split. Uh, no, I no because uh, you find them in different places. Ekans you find outside Vermilion City, mm-hmm. and coughing you find in. Uh, oh, is it yellow? This different city. No, in yellow you couldn't no, catch either of them. Split. You couldn't that's, catch them. In that's yellow. it. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, regardless of our rambling that we can't figure out the names <laughs> of where Pokemon are. Yeah, there are version exclusives. Not to be surprised. Pokemon want you to trade. Plus, like Matt pointed out, you could just transfer a Growlithin from Pokemon Go. Exactly. No so, no big deal. Yeah. Unless they're like, you can't do that. I'd be surprised. I, I, don't, th- I, well, I don't think they will. Matt, they're only go- doing it from you because I want your $50. Yes, they do. Uh, Matt, did you see that they uh, they showed that you can customize your character in this yes, game? You can. Yes, you can. And you can customize your Pikachu. I didn't, see a, I didn't see a ton of it. Uh, I saw one of your messages that said, uh, you have to match your starter. What? Didn't you say no. that you have to match the Pokemon? No, I said you can change your your Pokemon starter and you. You can change both of them. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, styles. that'd be dumb if I have to match. No. I, I saw a bunch of those hairstyles in the trailer, and I was like, wow, I don't want to make my Pikachu look like any of those. Yeah, but they are cute. <laughs> they're like, they're cute. The Eevee ones are cuter. but the, the Eevee ones are cute. I think all of the Pikachu ones are kind of weird. Yeah, Pikachu's just so recognizable. You do, yeah, point. you can't do anything to Pikachu. Maybe it's not that they're ugly, it's just not Pikachu, you know what yeah. I mean? Also, like, Pikachu, I always thought had, like, very thin fur, not long enough fur to, like, Yeah, and it's hair. not thick. Yeah. Where, like, Eevee, yeah, I mean, look at that big tuft of hair around its neck. Yeah, Eevee, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But Pikachu. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this before we move on? Um, we have one more no. Pokemon bit of news. Yeah, one more. Uh, for people who are interested in Pokemon Tournament, it just got a huge update. Uh, free uh, free update. Every character got some buffs, some some you know some nerfs, and some of them even got new moves. Like uh, I play Weevil as one of my main Pokemon, and Weevil just got a new attack, which is kind of cool. So if you haven't played Pokemon Tournament in a little while, and you're interested in trying to get back into it, they look good. Uh, also, Blastoise only got buffed. I want to point that out. Well, um, he needed it. He so. did. So. Uh, just take a look at the patch notes. The there's a lot of cool stuff in there. A couple of people got new attacks. A couple of things have just changed. This is all right before the Pokemon World Championships, and I think it's because they want to like not mix up the formula, but they make just sure don't it's want balanced. Brakeson coming in. And... Oh yeah, Brakeson got nerfed. <laughs> of course she did. Uh, but yeah, so they don't want another Brakeson Brakeson match or something like that. So uh, even if you don't play, take a look. I watched the uh, I watched the tournament last year because it's I was fun. interested. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So take a look. But that is all the Pokemon news for now. Oof. Uh, we got we got one other bit of news uh, regarding Amiibo, which we already talked about a little bit. Uh, Amiibo. You sound so excited. Uh, Amiibo. <laughs> we got uh, English confirmation about what we had said last week, I think it was, that yes. we're getting rehashes of all the original Amiibo. They'll be 12 or $13. Uh, $13. $13. And the new ones will be 16 The new ones will be 16 but also they announced that uh, the Inkling Amiibo, the new Inkling Amiibo, the Ridley Amiibo, and the Wolf Amiibo will be available at launch. So, uh, pre-order your Ridley Amiibos, guys. That's what I'm doing. What's that wallet? 
You Hello, don't want to hurt darkness, anymore? my old friend. <laughs> yeah, my wallet. My wallet is singing that song right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, Matt. Do you have any other news you want to talk about before we move on to our main discussion uh, of the uh, week? Our main discussion. We have Fifteen minutes left in the episode. Fifteen minutes left in the episode. Not because we don't have anything to talk about because there's no news, but because, because we, we wanted... talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, we just talk a lot. Uh, all right, let's do it. So, main discussion this week. We wanted to look into the future because nothing's really happening now. So we're like, hmm, what's what's happening right around the corner? And what's on the horizon? One thing that is quite big that is on everybody's mind that we're all devastated wasn't at E3 is Animal Crossing. Yep. And we just thought it would be a good time to talk about what we want from Animal Crossing. You know, what we think could be in this new Animal Crossing game and what would get us excited for it. Of course. So, Mike, would you like to start? Because um, got... of the two of us, you are definitely the bigger Animal Crossing fan. I'd love to. So, Animal Crossing, to me, has always been a fun game that you have to uh, play a bit in spurts. You know, you, I, I always I have a rule for myself. I'm not allowed to play Animal Crossing for more than about an hour each day. Because if I do, I'll just, like, sit around, make hundreds of thousands of bells, spend all the money, and then I'll feel like I just wasted everything. And I get empty inside. And I don't know if everyone else feels this way, but that's how I feel. So, for me, especially in a post-Stardew Valley kind of world, I would really love for there to be some kind of... Not not heavy, but like light RPG style elements added into Animal Crossing. So right now, obviously, and, and I like this, you know, for the beginning of the game, once you buy the tools, you have everything at your disposal. Everything you can do in the game outside of date-specific events, you already have access to. And in New Leaf, they gave us the idea of like, oh, you can go to the island. And, you know, that's a cool thing that you can do at any time. And you can go, you know, do the things, catch the bugs. And it's always summertime. And that's kind of fun. And I liked that. But I would just love to be able to feel a sense of progression. And they had this kind of with the medals. Remember that? They had like the uh, merit badges, I think they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you know, catch a certain number of bugs. Or catch, you know, this much of your encyclopedia filled out. But that's, that's adding things for the sake of adding things. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt like. I was like... These are cool, and they're cute, and I'm happy that I'm getting them, but I don't feel a sense of, of, of accomplishment or, like, that my character's growing. Obviously, my town's growing, and people are moving in and out, and, you know, we're, you had the, you had the, the, the service projects or whatever to add things to your town, but I'd just love to have more of the sense of progression in terms of, like, content. And it doesn't have to be, like, completely new things. Like, I know Brewster's Cafe added a lot of, like, cool things you could do, because you could, like, work at Brewster's for a little while. So give me more stuff. Yeah, like it was something you could do. It really? Was, apparently. Oh, I never heard that. In I, New Leaf, you can work at Brewster's. I, I thought so. I, I never got it. I just, that's what I heard. Okay. Anyway, if you couldn't, that would be really cool. But I'd just love to have like more options of things you could do that aren't the same things to do every day. And those things can maybe level up over time. You know, maybe even just like, you know, the more you fish, you can, you have a, a better chance of catching rarer fish the more you fill up your encyclopedia or the museum or something. But more so than that, I just, like, I don't know. I want I want to feel like I'm working towards something. And my beautiful town is beautiful, but uh, you're making a face. That is so cool. So I just looked up the thing. And after you've had seven cups of coffee from the roost, you can get a part-time job by talking to Brewster while standing at the right side of the bar. The part-time job is a mini-game where you must serve coffee to villagers and special characters. Typically, three villagers, not always from your town, will ask for coffee. Each animal has a preferred combination of coffee beans, milk, and sugar. If you make the customers happy, Brewster will reward you with coffee beans to, to take home, as well as rare furniture items. 
Yeah, you see, that's cool. Like, a cute that's little mini game. Cool. It's nothing super fancy. It's not super difficult. But, yeah, I mean, let's say, like, you do that, and, like, over time, Brewster, like, allows you to take more customers, and the minigame gets harder, and you get better items or something like that. And have a couple little things like that. The island, I thought, Tournament Island, was a great idea for that, because it has all these little minigames you can play with your friends. I feel like it kind of wore out its welcome, though, because you could always go at any time, and it was always available, so it's like... When I was playing New Leaf, I'm like, okay, it's time to go make some money. I was like, why wouldn't I just go... Why wouldn't I just go to Tortimer Island? Like, I'll just go there and catch all the fish. And the only reason I wouldn't is because you can't save your game on Tortimer Island. So I get annoyed because I'm like, hey, I had this mobile system. <laughs> I'm playing it on the go, and I can't be on the go because I can't go here because I'll have to wait and sit and do something before I can save. I know I could just close the game, but I, I have a thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, but that's that would be one of the big things for me, like more more stuff to do and like a sense of progression towards those things. Yes, I would most certainly agree with that. I think that one thing that's very big for me is that variety, is having more things to do, having more mini games. I think I think Animal Crossing could be great for mini games. I think that uh, remember Wait. the Wii U board game, what? Yeah, uh, Matt, what real fast. You know what would be a great board game for Animal Crossing? Uh, a great mini game for Animal Crossing? What? Okay, so you, uh, it's not Brewster's Cafe, but it's a different cafe. And you go there, and what people do is um, they, they, they eat food, but it's all served on conveyor belts. And you have to swipe to make stacks of plates of the same color. Mike, you see that door? <laughs> yeah. Walk through it. Why? That would be. You're telling me that like a game like Sushi Striker wouldn't be fine and I mean, in, inside would. Animal well, Crossing? You know what? Yeah, that would make me feel worse about purchasing <laughs> Sushi Striker. <laughs> I just play in Animal Crossing. <laughs> now that I feel were, bad for purchasing That's what people were saying Animal about Crossing. the eShop with Animal Crossing, because the first Animal Crossing game, like, like 20 NES games are in that game. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I do like the idea of having more minigames, though. I'm sorry. Anyway, I cut you off. I do think that would be a great idea. I, I just think there's so many things you could do. And what was I saying about the board game? Uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. I think they had a huge missed opportunity with adding minigames to that. I think there are, like, why can't you cook in Animal Crossing? Yeah. Why, why isn't not? there a cooking minigame? Um, and it wouldn't even have to be like you have hunger, but just, like, give you bonuses, right? Why like, can't there be, why can't there be a little sandlot where you can go and play sports with your villagers? Yeah. Or, or, or people who visit your town. Yeah. Why can't you go surfing? Why not? On the ocean. Why can't your town be a little bit bigger so you have more things to do? I'm sorry. Exactly. I like exactly. the town being cute and tiny to a point, but to me, it, like... The issue I always had was, like, I liked the idea, because I played the original Animal Crossing, and it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of stuff in the original Animal Crossing. The only thing you could build is, like, very, very, very rarely, uh, Tortimer would show up and say, hey, I'm thinking about building a, build building a bridge here. Would you like to make that? And you make the bridge, and you can have four bridges in your town, and that's it. Those are the only things you could add to the game. So it was this forest area. And I really liked that aesthetic. So I was always fighting with myself when I was playing New Leaf and making all these service projects that I was like, I don't want... I don't want to build all this stuff because I can't have a forest anymore because the place is too small. Um, <laughs> I think at this point in time, it's inevitable that you're going to compare it to Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. Oh, it... it Animal Crossing can't be alone anymore. Stardew Valley has sold too many copies on the Switch I think, to not be compared. I think that, um, you know, the, the best thing about Stardew Valley is there's always something to do. Exactly. And you never feel like you don't have enough time. No, you always feel like you don't have enough time. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> if you don't do something one day, you're like, I'll just come back tomorrow, and yeah, I'll do that. I'll do That's it what I mean by you always have enough time. Okay, that is fair. In hours in the day, though, I would agree with you. There's never enough hours. There's never enough hours in the day of Stardew Valley. But you can always come back. 
That's and why. Zero. That's why you sit down and play Stardew Valley, and you sit there, and you're like, "Wow, how did six hours yeah, go?" Yeah, unlike by? unlike Animal Crossing, you can't just sit there and play Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um. There's always something to do in Stardew Valley. You want to farm? Go farm. You get tired of farming? Go hang out with your friends. You get tired of hanging out with your friends? Go to the mine. You, There's always something you do. And you know what? And then when you do all the stuff, no matter what, guess what? On Friday night, you're going to go to the bar because everybody's there and you can give them some gifts and everyone likes different you, things. you can hang out. Yeah, exactly. So you have to think about that. Yeah. It's like, and there's... A, a good sense of progression with those friendship bars. The friendship bars have it. The, there's like a level up system for all the major things you can right. do. Right, and the game makes you the way the game is formatted it makes you want to complete those. Yeah, it makes you want to get those hearts because you like those characters. Yeah, and then you also see these like you know these weird archaic things where like okay I need to finish these bundles, but it says like a little thing on the bottom. Oh, it does something if I complete the bundle. Right, exactly. There's just this this player engagement in Stardew Valley that Animal Crossing hasn't had in the past and i think now is the time for animal crossing to step up his game yeah and put that stuff in there i think yeah uh, the issue i think that nintendo has to str- struggle with is that they have to be aware of the fact that they can't let everybody have everything from the start you know why can't you raise an- oh yeah you can't raise animals and animal yeah, never crossing mind, never mind never mind no uh it's gonna no be like, why can't you have a dog no, <laughs> no, i figured it out no 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 no, no, no <laughs> that's really not okay mickey mouse anyway yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just like the idea that like, you know, in Animal Crossing, you could always do everything from the start. But the, one of the great things about Stardew Valley is there's all those hidden areas, those secrets, those things that are hard to find. And I think it makes them that much more special. Mm-hmm. And Animal Crossing should should learn from that. For sure. Because not knowing is... Because I played Stardew Valley the first time I played through it. Um, I didn't finish it because you can't finish the game. <laughs> I did not open a guide. I refused to open a guide. I mean, you should and it was the best thing for me. For, for me, because I was like, oh, what, what is behind that weird rock? What do these weird little carts around town do? What is in the, what is in the, uh, in the sewers? Well, I mean, that's one of those games that you ruin by looking at a guy. Yeah. Or you're, you want to experience those things. Like, there are certain things that I know. My girlfriend used the guide for certain things because she wanted to experience these areas that she hadn't been to. And that helped her along. But yeah, I, to me, I was like, no, I can't use a guide. Uh, what else, though? Is there anything else that you want to hit up? There's that, uh, there's a sense of progression. There was one other thing that is now slipping my mind. Well, I'll go to mine next. Okay. okay. I want, um, in terms of actual areas, more diversity. I like the small town feel that Animal Crossing has. Yeah, that was that is a good point. But I think you and I, have, you and I have just discussed this before, where like, you know, in, in the wake of Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, the idea that, like, you know, what if what if you didn't have, like, like the world was generated and there was, like, a bunch of small areas you can go to and you were, like, traveling in your RV. We, we did talk about this. Yeah, and, like, how fun would that be? Like, you're on the road and maybe you see other characters, like, in the same, like, it would be, like, you know, there's, like, millions and millions of town lots. Maybe. And four people could be parked in the lot at the yeah, same time. Maybe you could take one of your friends from your village with you and have a little little bro trip. Yeah, like a riding buddy and like hang out with them. That, this so is like cool. this is like deep end different kind of stuff they could do for Animal Crossing. But, but that listen, would be really I mean, cool. That was the time to do it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, just make Animal Crossing New Leaf Plus on the Switch. Same exact game, just with a bunch of extra content and it's on the Switch. <laughs> you, you laugh, no, but I everyone would buy it. I mean... Yeah, but I don't want that. You know, that is nowhere near my first choice. No, it isn't, but would you buy it? I mean, if if that was the Animal Crossing game, yes, I would buy it. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. If they made an Animal Crossing game, and then after that new Animal Crossing game, they were like, here's New Leaf Plus. Don't know if I'd buy it then. Fair. 
Uh, yeah. Because I, I have played quite a bit of New Leaf, and I, yeah. don't need, I don't need to play any more New Leaf. Yeah, New Leaf is fun. Although now that I know about the flamtastic Brewster thing, I might have to go back and try that out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, I, I don't think so. All right. So uh, that's our show. That is our show. Let us know what you want to be added to the new Animal Crossing Yeah, game. and you know, if you have any ideas for topics that you would like to hear us discuss or talk about, shoot us a tweet. Shoot us an email. Yeah, uh, as you can tell, it's a little bit quiet on the news front right now, so it's not that we're, like, grasping at the bottom of the barrel, but if you're listening and there's something you want us to talk about while there's less to talk about, now is the time to strike. Sushi strike us with a tweet. Sushi strike us. And now, where can they sushi strike us with a tweet? Uh, you can sushi strike us with a tweet at Pink Gold Peeps. Is that all one word? That is all one word. It's all one word. Uh, what about our email? How can oh, they email well, our, us? Our email is pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. Is that all one word? That is all one word. It's all one word. That's also a test. You shoot us an email and you get a test back. Yes. It's an algebra test. Beware. Algebra 1. You can Algebra do it. Algebra 1. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you got this. Yeah. Uh, our intro is made by Rick's Record. Awesome guy. See him on SoundCloud. He's doing some cool dude. stuff. Uh, Matt, do you have a fun fact for us before we go? I do have a fun fact. You should not leave a can of seltzer on your passenger seat in 95 degree weather. <laughs> and then slam on the brake because a light turns at the most inopportune time. And then have it shoot out of your front seat hit the floor with such velocity that the back of it shoots out and sprays seltzer literally everywhere in your car. Well, better seltzer than soda. Side note, my car now smells like a wonderful citrus. Yay! So it's almost a blessing in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> seltzer is a good cleaning agent. So. Exactly. Uh, my fun fact is, uh, if you're going to give your two weeks notice at work, please tell your, your, uh, your lower level employees beforehand so we don't panic. Here's my two week notice for my two week notice. That's a four-week notice. <laughs> that's, that's a joke. Yes. I would have Three-week notice would have been better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our show. Feel free to contact us. Let us know what you think about the show. If you have any questions or comments, uh, I think we should be uh, going up on the uh, the mainstream podcasting soon. networks very soon. There's like one or two little things that we got to work out, but after that, which shouldn't take very long, it will we'll be there. Yeah, we just it only took us you a lot. You might of be listening to this episode on one of those. Exactly. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Ciao.